We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not right no, now. No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free stay. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right. Welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. Today's episode, me and Caroline Darney are talking about one of my favorite movies, and I want to shout out our Patreon group, because when I when this made the, the anniversary movie poll for the patrons to vote on select a movie to be covered, I did not think it would win. I, I am shocked. I am glad that the appreciation is here. We're talking about The Rainmaker. Rainmaker is, I mean, young Matt Damon, just it's a legal thriller, like legal drama, I guess, not even a thriller. Love this movie. As always, want to shout out our producer level Big Chill patrons. That is Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D, Ryan Nager, Mike Drees, Chris Mykoski, John Craig, Sam Smith, Zach Rich, Jason Alba, Stephen DeBoe, and Classic Stadium Fire. Big thanks to them and all of our patrons for supporting this show. If you want to support the show, if you want to be able to vote on movies for the show to cover, we're going to have two polls in December. we got one up right now. Probably going to have a poll for a Christmas movie to be covered. Go to patreon.com slash bigscreensports. Uh, you for in any tier you get to vote on movies to be covered the five dollar tier the producer level ten dollar tier uh, you get schedule updates you get ad free episodes you get merch all while supporting the show and if you want to support the show for free tell a friend so like i said today we're talking the rainmaker it's me and caroline darney uh this this is a great one just just finished recording it love this movie love this episode let's dive in all right returning to the show from bet for the win it is my co-host caroline darney caroline how are you doing? I'm good. This is a uh, legal thriller week. Legal thriller week. I am. God, this <laughs> is I, I'm going to b- before we get into it, what's going on at Bet for the Win? Oh, all sorts of stuff. We've got college basketball season is mm-hmm. back. Um, so we've got everything that you need there. So we've got that covered men's and women's. It's going to be awesome if you need anything there. We finally got some wooden odds that are published. So I'm going to go ahead and my tip for everyone is the big men it's you're the big men you guys um but not just that you know nfl season continues and world cup is starting soon for those Mm -hmm. that dabble i think the u.s roster was released today the day of recording not the day of listening but um yeah so all sorts of good fun stuff happening over at bet for the win we're we're excited 
all sorts of fun stuff. And when, for, for movie fans, will they see your stuff from the Devotion Press Junket? Yeah, we just knocked that out last weekend. Um, the movie comes out the day before Thanksgiving, so it's going to be about another week and a half, and you'll get a review out of me. Uh, I saw the movie. It's excellent. I'm already telling people to plan ahead, get tickets, go see it. Um, and yeah, we'll have a couple fun stories about how Glenn Powell pitched Jonathan Majors on the project um, and a few more few more that came out of the junket it was a good time i like i like i gotta see if i'm good at junkets or if i'm only good at junkets that involve aviation movies because right now i am two for two on aviation movies <laughs> two two great movies though yeah. um i am very excited for that i'm very excited for what we're talking about tonight so uh as folks who listen to this show know every month i put up a poll or two in the big screen sports patreon group um, one poll is is just nominations. Not the the patrons at certain tiers nominate movies, and then I put those in a poll, and they get voted on. We've got a great movie on that this month, and then I put together some movies that are having. Sometimes it'll be a theme. Sometimes you know, for this month it was movies that are having an anniversary, and one of the movies I picked was a personal favorite of mine that I thought had no chance in the poll, and god damn it it wins and i am so you, excited did you wait this kyle did you like you know hand on the scale on this one this or? was not one i didn't you know what i didn't need to hand on the scale it, i do as <laughs> no as runoff I, no runoff needed for this one <laughs> i do get a vote and i have i have i i get the same amount of votes as everyone else but i i do get a vote but i didn't even need to with this because tonight we are talking about the rainmaker the 1997 courtroom drama, an underdog lawyer takes on a fraudulent insurance company. Fucking perfect little IMDb trivia summary. Nailed it. Or Actually nailed what this movie was about, too. Actually nailed it. <laughs> uh, Started Matt Damon, Danny DeVito, and John Voight. It was directed by Francis Ford Coppola, which I don't think I was I had remembered. Which I did not know that. Incredible. Uh, based on a, a John Grisham book, has an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, the highest of any Grisham movie. But it, is, it was financially a disappointment compared to other Grisham works, especially specifically like The Firm, The Client. But part of the trivia, this is John Grisham's favorite of all the films adapted from his books. He said of the film, to me, it's the best adaptation of any of my books. I love the movie. It's so well done. And like Francis Ford Coppola did it. Where are you on, on the Grisham Great, because it's it's my, its own, own my genre. close personal friend John Grisham. Your close personal friend John Grisham, yes. <laughs> no, I did for people. <laughs> I say that jokingly. He actually is a season ticket holder at Virginia basketball and Carolina basketball, which uh, I think his wife went to. Big ACC flex. Yeah, um, that yeah they can one afford yeah sports side of both and get there easily with the you know playing the town uh, or I assume they own um i, I but would, I, would guess. On, I think john grisham yeah. is doing very well for himself yes we sat on a panel together um here in charlottesville that was a uh, march madness last year so i sat um there were four of us it was the university president uh, macon gunter who is the co-host of the chris long uh yes. Greenlight podcast for those that listen if you don't you should it's very funny yeah oh, um, and i macon is hilarious yeah and uh john grisham so anyway no i uh it's been a while since I've read one, but growing up, I, this was very, I was very much a Michael Crichton, John Grisham. Mm -hmm. And I know those aren't the same genre, but to me, they're similar. I don't know if that's just because like in the late nineties, early two thousands, that feels like that vibe to me. For me, they're like airplane books. Yes. Like I'm, I'm, There's always yeah, a Grisham like, you can grab at the airport. Exactly. Yeah. So like uh Grisham, David Baldacci was a yes. big one for me. Love, yeah. love his stuff. But like, 
Grishams are so cool because they're so like James Patterson. I think James Love. Patterson, John. Yeah, dude, but I've another, read so many of James Patterson's. Books. Oh yeah, yeah, and well, in in um the thing with Grisham and Patterson is they both have translated like a lot of them have gone to screen. Like yeah. I think didn't with Patterson wasn't there like an Alex Cross series starring Tyler yeah. Perry if I remember correctly. Like, oh, well, I was gonna say there was um Morgan Freeman was Alex Cross and yes, at least uh, one along maybe came too. a spider. Yeah, with um, great, didn't he do a title. couple? Didn't he do a couple with um? Who is the woman in that that I'm blanking on? I can see her face, but um, oh my god, what is her name? I can't remember. <laughs> also, I, I I pulled up uh I pulled up John Grisham's like p- page to like look at all the books and stuff, make sure I didn't didn't forget anything. And Tom Clancy does not look how I thought Tom Clancy. Was <laughs> I don't know if I know what he looks like. Now you I gotta. Have to, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to see. Oh, so Long Came a Spider had Monica Potter in it, also known more readily to listeners probably as Nick Cage's wife and Connor. Speaking um, of Connor, this is just the, the quickest of asides. Uh, I finally, folks, I finally saw the, uh, I can't remember, it's like the, the unbearable weight of massive talent or whatever the Nick Cage movie where he's playing Nick Cage. We will be doing that movie at some point <laughs> as soon as Caroline sees it. It is stupendous. I'm um, so excited. Um, Ashley Judd is who I was thinking of in uh, Kiss the Girls. Also yes. him playing Cross. Anyway, sorry. Yes. So the Grisham Grisham books, Grisham movies. So yeah. there's, it's like its own genre. There's, there's obviously there's this. Uh, the Firm was, I think the first and still probably the most successful. Tom Cruise. Um, great. I mean, uh, Time to Kill, Pelican Brief, Runaway Jury, starring, uh, starring our guy, John Cusack um the client with with susan sarandon uh what is like what for you is is the john grisham movie um this might be it for me now but the firm is the one that i usually would think of that's like the first one that comes to mind i actually what this has done and and you you know that i can that i i've told you i've done this now multiple times uh i feel like i'm gonna go on like a little binge watch of all the grisham <laughs> This this would be a good. This, this would is be gonna a good be one. like the D, Mighty Ducks to D three stretch that they did like all in the same day, and then watching like all of the National Treasures, and then watching like, um, so I think I'm gonna have to go back and watch a bunch of them. But yeah, the firm is the one that I remember. It's funny because I I could not tell you most of like the storylines for any of them. You know, like I don't remember. Like if I watch it, it probably would ring a bell once again. But it's weird to like think about it now where I'm like, wait, who is the in which one in the what? They made a TV mm-hmm. series of the firm. A time to kill uh holds up because it's got the young McConaughey and uh also oh. the Samuel L. Jackson, yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell moment that was then uh immortalized like ten years later in Chappelle Show. Yeah, so that's Sandra, a, but Sandra, young Sandra Bullock and that young too. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Um, the client against Susan Sarandon, um, you know, just, just a lot of, lot of good ones. Um, this, this one for me, is it, uh, the, the firm yeah. is, the firm is, I guess like faster paced, um, a little more like espionage, a little more thrillery. Like this isn't yeah. really a thriller. This is just like standard straight up courtroom drama. And I love, I just, and it's been a while since I've watched, like I've watched a lot of Law and Order. I I don't, it's not one of those, like that's on any time. Like you can like pop it on any time. I just haven't read 
or consumed any like straight legal dramas lately and this was so enjoyable to yeah. me like yeah, it kind of reminded one... me like how much i love a legal thriller where like you know you find some that gotcha moment where you know you track down the key witness or like mm-hmm. whatever it is and like anytime you can make you know, john voigt sweat <laughs> like because he just plays that he was perfectly cast for this movie. Oh. Like, I don't want to get ahead of us with like, you know, what worked and what didn't. But Talk about perfect casting just in general. The whole It was the whole just knocked out of the park. And I will, I have something to say very specifically about that when we get to it. But um, one that I was like, this is not going to work for me. Spoiler alert. It worked. So <laughs> everything. everything works. Everything. Yeah. This was one of the movies where I told, like I told Jack, I was like, hey, I'm about to start the movie. And she was like, I'm, I'm going to shower. Like, you can watch him, just not in, not in the mood to watch a movie. By the end of the movie, she's like sitting up in bed watching it. Like when, when Jackie LeManchick shows up, she's like, oh, oh, <laughs> just. When he's it, like, okay, but didn't you have an affair? And I was like, oh, no, no. <laughs> this is going to ruin her credibility. <laughs> and yeah. they throw, There's a lot of stuff to be said about um, the, uh, sexism of whatever year this was that and uh this is not a great cop movie no uh not a good not a good yeah not at all what um would it be easy for you to do a mount rushmore of like legal thrillers oh favorite courtroom movies oh i should have prepared better with those um this one and my cousin Vinny are like oh my cousin Vinny is my cousin Vinny is all-timer i mean different vibes going on but uh would a few yeah. good men count as a yeah a few okay. good a few good men is up there um so philadelphia a lot like i'm kind of ever yeah. yeah sad um the end of big daddy <laughs> wanna... also good uh 12 um... angry men the original 12 at like black and white henry fonda i think i watched that in college and it was like one of the first old movies i've ever seen and i was like holy shit like maybe maybe they did have something going on back in back in the sixties. Damn, that there's one. There's one I watched that's like an older. Well, To Kill a Mockingbird's pretty. I just looked up like good. Legally uh, Blonde. Were you at yeah, the end of I, Legally Blonde? I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah. What is the one that my mom? It was one of those like this was very recent too, so it's embarrassing to say. My mom made me watch this movie. Pelican Brief is good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just mercy which came out um i think right before the pandemic with michael b jordan and jamie fox that was good i've seen that i also this might be this might not be a mount rushmore but i really liked it um uh double jeopardy do you ever watch oh them? oh yeah i mean that's <laughs> ashley judd i'm in on yeah jeopardy. um excellent excellent i just very much enjoyed that it's a little ridiculous but um and by a little i mean probably a lot but um there was one that we have to figure out um i'll tweet it out later there was one that my mom a couple months ago was like we're gonna watch this movie and it was like i was like oh okay fine like whatever um and then it was the same thing where i was like oh what's gonna happen now but it was like an older there's like a famous older um actor in it and i can't remember who it is so good story caroline <laughs> well in uh like legal movies are the easiest a very easy transition of the all movies or sports movies because like this is like we're rooting for the home team in all of these or at least in in, in most most legal movies we've got like yeah. there's a clear like team like yeah love i love it i i love just this genre and this movie is like for you hall of fame all-star starter bench warmer um 
I think this could be Hall of Fame. Also, I remembered the other one. It was The Verdict. It was really good. It oh, was Paul Newman. Was Paul, yeah, from 82. Yeah. yeah, it was, wow. Wow. That was I was, look, I was looking at it earlier. I just forgot. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I, that yeah. wasn't off the dome. I, I should have I I like, just been like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm just good. I'm just good like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but yeah, I think it's a Hall of Fame. I mean, I really liked it. It's got just the right amount of like, it's got great casting like we said it's got in a story that draws you in i mean we can have a discussion too about like were there maybe well i don't want to say were there too many plots going on maybe a little bit but that's, that's also the thing when you're you're doing a book. book yeah yeah so you can't just have the book just be like then i showed up to the the court again and then we did this like that's not mm-hmm. how it works or i mean it can but you probably won't make as much money as john grisham has um so i i think it's just a great combo of yeah it's it's hall of fame for me i think it was excellent it was one that i hadn't like thought about in a long time and honestly i'm not sure that i had seen it before um so this was i had a lovely evening watching this it completely wrapped up in it <laughs> i had to yeah, pause like twice to take care of the foster puppies and take bennett out and i was like damn it <laughs> <laughs> this is easily first ballot hall of fame for me there were so many on rewatch, there are so many beats, like so many parts in this movie I love. And so much, um, even like small dialogue scenes. Like we'll get into best scene. Very difficult to me to, to pare down anything. Because even like when they're talking to to Bruiser, and I can't <laughs> wait to talk about Bruiser. But when he's like telling, telling him like, I'm going to give you guys a bonus. And then he like leaves. And they're they're like having their little conversation about like, bruise, you know, Bruiser's being investigated by the feds. It's like, I just love that. The yeah. Who would have thought the DeVito Damon combination is flawless? I'm telling you is at the the beginning, I was like, I'm not so sure about DeVito in this role. And 30 minutes later, I was like, could not be anyone else. Literally could not be anyone else. Such an MVP in this movie. Like just unbelievable. The, the shadiness of every single thing that he's doing at every single step of the way to even like, is when poor Donnie dies and his first thought is we're going to make a lot more money now. Yeah. It's <laughs> wrong, now it's a wrongful, wrongful death. death. <laughs> yeah. When, when they go to the hospital and he puts a business card in a guy's casted hand, like all timer, no, no, no notes for my no guy notes. DeVito. Um, oh, he was resourceful <laughs> is what he was. <laughs> uh, the IMDB trivia. Um, couple, couple interesting casting ones. Uh-oh. This is one of the one like Edward Norton auditioned for the part of Rudy Baylor. Just uh, absolutely no. There's no way he does not. He needs Rudy has to have that earnestness that Matt Damon can uh-huh. do. Edward Norton has none of that. I was just going to like, I think Edward Norton is a good actor, but he has to be in the right roles because like, I think mm-hmm. about Hulk horrible. Mm-hmm. He is not. It was like, watching a ham sandwich deliver those lines it was just nothing to it yeah you, you can't it would not work in this role yeah no uh lawrence fishborn originally cast as judge tyrone kipler we were, we were wondering before we started recording why the uncredited danny glover role maybe it was a swap out late swap or something like that um lawrence fishborn could have done it yeah. Love Danny Glover in this movie. Love Danny Glover. Love. It is so, I literally thought I was losing my mind when I was scrolling through the cast and I was like, why is Danny Glover not in here? Um, And I went to Danny Glover's page and then scrolled down to the year and I was like, there he is. And it says it's the judge. 
And then it said uncredited next to it. And I was like, this makes no sense. Cause it was right when he got introduced. So I was like, okay, maybe something happens to him like the first judge, but no, he's in it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was Very... like, I wonder if there was some like fallout thing from the movie where he's like, you know, I don't know. Did him yeah. and Cop- Coppola have beef? I don't know. And he's just like, yeah. don't put it on my, don't credit me in this. Like, I don't know made no sense to me i was just shocked and very pleasantly surprised when he showed up because i like to look at imdb before i start to get it i feel like what i'm in for like who's 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 coming at me in this thing i know i understand that google works based off your recent you know your recent search history and stuff like that i just want to say that i typed out why was danny glover and then uncredited in the rainmaker was the first uh, (laughs) was the first suggestion so let's see uh um, usually the reason an actor goes uncredited for a large role is legal. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll never know. Maybe when we get Danny Glover on the pod, um, Gene Hackman considered for the role of Leo F. Drummond could have done it. Void is flawless. Yeah. This is the only person I think that who wait, who now I'm just, who was considered Gene Hackman. Uh no. He could I mean he could have done it. He's Gene Hackman, but he yeah, not not but like not like Void. Void is I don't think he's I don't think he has this like resting evil enough. No, he's so snake like, just like a southern snake. Just like movie. a just like an anaconda. Yeah. On 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 a river. These uh okay, so these next two are about Damon, what Matt Damon's doing. So after Matt Damon was cast in this movie, a producer that we're just no longer gonna say his name. Uh, really wanted to get Goodwill Hunting made since Damon being cast as Rudy Baylor validated the fact that Matt Damon was the leading man. Prior to this, the studio was unsure of casting Damon, then a relatively unknown actor. As the lead, Robin Williams signing on to Goodwill Hunting also contributed to the studio fast-tracking the film. So this movie, him being cast in this movie, gets Goodwill Hunting made. Matt Damon's like four movie run, because this comes out the same, this comes out right, be- I believe right before Goodwill Hunting. So, or no, no, Goodwill Hunting comes out. Uh, no, it's right before. Yeah, right before. So this comes yeah. out right before. Same okay. year, right before. So wow. he goes Goodwill Hunting, The Rainmaker, Saving Private Ryan, Rounders, just back, just that's that's, and then Dogma and the Talented Mister Ripley. That's that's incredible. A, that's a double Amansky of six of my favorite movies. Talented Mister Ripley is so underrated. I remember I've only seen that movie, I think once. And I just am still like the, I can feel still the utter shock of that movie's twist. Like and think about what he's doing in that movie and what he's doing in this movie. And those are two years apart. He's actually a really good actor. <laughs> like, I think there's a lot of stuff that, you know, I'm now thinking of whatchamacallit um, team America um but there's a lot of like he's a good actor like oh, he's, i mean he's I, I think excellent. it's pretty he's, obvious and he's so versatile that he can be because rudy and we'll get into it rudy has to be really endearing like yes. you, you have to believe in rudy's goodness in this movie and he's that but he can also be tom ripley and like he can also be his his i guess cameo from um interstellar like matt damon can be shitty and dude i am now scroll i don't think i've like looked through his like 
his creds in a while. What a I run. really like a lot of these movies. We could like, you could do a movie podcast that is just Damon movies. Born Identity, Easily. I thought, is excellent. Born I don't Supremacy, I, also excellent. Yeah. Oh I like I really like the Oceans 11, 12. I think 13 is better than 12, but that's neither here nor there. When you're uh, ready, we'll we'll do them. The like Departed? That, that actually heist heist month will do those. Yes. The Departed. All timer. Excellent movie. All timer. Um, I can't believe you I, haven't yet you haven't mentioned his his cameo in, in Ragnarok. I know. I was just gonna get to that. Like in Ragnarok and Love and Thunder. That's what I love. So this is a guy that I think has legitimate I mean, he's an award winner. Like he's mm-hmm. won Academy Award, correct? Yes. Um multiple. He won one for writing Goodwill Hunting. I don't know if he's won one for acting. He won one for acting? He's um, great. The so the, but then the comedic ability, I'm not going to talk about like stuck on you and like terrible, like everyone makes bad choices. Like, isn't like we bought a zoo, one of his two yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, everyone makes bad choices. That's fine. Um, but he will show up in like Deadpool two, like he'll show up in Thor 11 thunder or, you know, Thor Ragnarok is the actors. He shows up in arguably the best cameo of all time as the singer of Scotty doesn't know. Yes. Uh- <laughs> Yes. I mean, and the, in terms of comedic performances and the part in oceans 12, where they are pretending that, that Julie Roberts is Julie Roberts. And he is like Glenn Snackwell from publicity is top tier. There's just no beating it. It, I mean, that's really actually four versus Ferrari was also a very good movie. And I'm not a, and I'm not a like racing movie person usually. Um, and that's, I just think that's actually, he's, he's got an, we even, I even say The Martian, which is legitimately one of my favorite movies. I mean, he's control not, room scene. Oh, you, you know, I feel about a control room scene. <laughs> um, and that book was excellent. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a big Andy Weir fan. Talk about like, um, I read, uh, right after I saw The Martian, I read Artemis. I think the one where, yeah, I've heard that one's like on the moon that it fine. wasn't, it wasn't my favorite. The of, one of that books. you need to read and everyone listening, stop what you're doing and read Project Hail Mary. After you rate and review on wherever yeah, you get your yeah. podcast. Five stars, five <laughs> stars. Uh, listen, finish the episode and then go read go. Project Hail Mary. Absolutely the best thing I've read in it's in in a, in a recent window. Um, and I just, so the thing about The Martian that, really shows to me how much I actually like Matt Damon's acting is he spends the majority of the movie alone. Yeah. And very few people can do that. Yes. It and he, very, and again, the comedic timing because Mark mm-hmm. Watney in the book, the book is so, that's why I think it's so clever and what Andy Weir does so well as a writer, which is also extremely difficult is writing people that are alone mm-hmm. in space usually <laughs> like, and being able to keep that interesting is extremely difficult um and then they smartly cast sebastian stan in it as well and i think doesn't it also have michael pena in it oh yeah um yeah michael Sorry, Pena's in it. Je- yeah Je- jessica chastain is is in that too oh, uh, i mean that the martian cast is on is like more loaded than this cast yeah i mean you've got like a lot of mcu in this donald glover oh. is in that yeah, Donald Glover, Damon, um, Jeff Daniels, 
Right. I'm saying just MCU wise. Oh, just MCU. Yeah. I mean, because you've got Damon, Pena, Sebastian Stan, Benedict Wong, Donald Glover have all been in MCU movies. Yeah. A lot of, lot of love for it. Damon has had a good career. Did Kate Mara, is Kate Mara the one that served Tony, uh, Tony Stark? No, I, Kate Mara, I was thinking of either House of Cards or Shooter. Or uh, or the Giants. Um, Very much getting off. Um, I'm I'm gonna ask you in a in a bit about the just the length of the movie in general. But Coppola's first cut of this movie ran five and a half hours. Oh my god! How long was it? It was two hours and fifteen minutes. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, I thought you said 50 for a second. I was like, oh, actually went quickly. There was a moment where, again, because I was like trying to do a couple things and like when there are foster puppies around, time doesn't exist. Um, And yeah, he's only won one Oscar. I finally got around to looking up what I actually went to look up in the first place. Um, And it was for writing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he was nominated. Yeah, the same same year the remaker comes out. He was nominated for The Martian. Mm -hmm. Um as actor in a leading role anyway um but i didn't find it drag i didn't think it dragged um there was a moment where i was like this i feel like this has been a longer but it wasn't in a way that was like can't believe this is still on like one of those things um like it's really interesting how long it takes to get to the actual court case like where you're deposing witnesses and doing doing that stuff like it is a lot of courtroom movies kind of go right into it like like my cousin Vinny, which is great and praised for its accuracy of like courtroom accuracy um they get you know they get brought in and Vinny's in that courtroom like pretty pretty early in the movie and it's it revolves around that like this again the kind of the book thing of like you know there's a lot of different side plots but like this does this really sets up a lot of different things before it's like actually getting into the meat of the case because you I don't know why. Like, there was a minute where i was like i don't know which case necessarily is going to be like the case mm-hmm. um so and i i was i really thought that um cufflinks mcgee was gonna have a bigger role too <laughs> yeah oh i mean bruiser yeah bruiser i also bruiser, i <laughs> Yeah, also Thank MCU. You and one of the worst ones. <laughs> Let's take a quick ad break and then we'll get back with what worked. Or we'll go, excuse me, we'll get back with three up. Still getting used to it. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we're back. Uh, three up. What are three things, the the three biggest things that worked about this movie? Um, the adaptation, I think. Again, like, I don't think, and I say that in a way that's like, it was a story that they managed to pull in. I was interested in all of the, the main, I was interested in the main story. I thought mm-hmm. it had um, something that was gripping and like pulled you in right away. And you felt immediately the situation at hand. Um, and then I felt for um, Claire Danes, which I thought she was fantastic, by mm-hmm. the way, again, casting one of my other ups. Only uh, 17 years old during this, by the way. Really? Yeah. I, I think I had that right. I need to, I'll double check on the trivia while you're going, but yes, pretty sure. Um, well, I mean, I believe it. It's, how old was he in this? Not ter- he was he was older because he had been in um he had been encouraged under fire, I think chasing Amy. Claire yeah, Claire Dane, seventeen years old at the time of filming. Um she was great. I thought that storyline was again bad cops. Um just across the board. Um, and it gave us enough that like there were things going on and not, I just really thought that they, the story itself, which I guess the up in this case goes to John Grisham, but, Mm -hmm. um, but it also, it managed to, like you said, it didn't just go straight into just in the courtroom and deposing and whatever. Like I loved the twist of, you know, okay. He has to figure out how to do it on his own. Um, the like. Cause there were a few times where I wondered if he was going to be, they showed him, they showed him being like naive, but also like smart and showing he has mm-hmm. potential in a good amount. I think where like, obviously the first day and Danny Glover's having to give him like, you have to ask to approach the witness. You got to do this. And like the, there's always, I always like a good moment where Elle Woods is the same thing. Where mm-hmm. Like she takes over the case, thinks they can do it. And then it's like, so you were, showering then which is why you didn't hear and she's like yeah i said that i was in the shower it's like so you couldn't hear it because you were sh-. like one of those things where he was like every single thing was leading and mm-hmm. this smarmy john voight being like i'm gonna wipe the floor with this young <laughs> like their whole litany of lawyers but at the same time like showing him knowing the law and having that uh what's the right word um knack for it in the like fake tampering and figuring mm. out that they had been bugged i loved that absolutely so loved so it yeah loved it's, it. it's testing it out such, by yeah it's such a good courtroom like it's just it's such a just case just sincere yes. lawyer with the perfect villains like yes. the smarmiest villains very like not to mention, not just lawyers, their lawyers, smarmy, the company themselves, like a fraudulent insurance company, like, listen, health, in- like, this movie is even more prescient 25 years later, like, health insurance is a fucking scummy <laughs> way to make money, I'll say it, uh, and, like, Voight's closing argument is essentially a, like the argument against Medicare for all, like the government controlling your, your health care, like, is that what you want? And I'm just over here like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was like he he essentially, if he was to paraphrase his closing argument, was like, "Look, the kid's already dead. What good is the money going to do for the family?" Mm-hmm. Like that was essentially his closing argument, and she had already said that she was going to give all of the money 
to leukemia foundation charity like to help prevent this from happening to other people and he was still like listen yeah i'm I'm not sure i don't think he was good at his job i I don't like i'm sure like listen he was good but like i they bungled this one up real good 100 percent. he just wasn't prepared the the whole like i loved the scene where he went for the depositions um and I loved the way that Damon handled it where he's like, no, I want to talk to this person first. He's like, well, they don't work here anymore. He's like, well, why is that? Where can I find them? Well, they don't work here anymore. Does anyone who still works here? Like that whole thing and thinking that he could like intimidate him out of doing his job properly by having a bunch of them on their turf, like dictating the terms. And I just really, really loved like that whole part of it. I thought it was awesome. Um, So I think that's one of the things that is such an up or like what works for me is just the perfect story to to do this with and then the perfect cast to bring it to life it was awesome yeah i mean we talked about the damon devito dynamic in general the whole cast is good but those two being the tag team and it's but like rudy is the young good-looking lawyer with with clear talent and like you said has has feel for the profession like he knows right away that both the judge and the uh the, the first judge and John Boyd are trying to, you know, trying to. Yeah. Work. I love that where he's like, well, that, that was in a meeting. That was an ambush. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, see, he's new, but he gets the shit. Like, yes. and, and then, and- but he's got the experience of DeVito who is willing to do the dirty work and knows how to get things that you can only know with experience. Like the way he tracks down Jackie Lamanchik, like Damon would have never been able to. No, do no chance. Um, and tra- I mean, it was all the, illegalness of tracking down bruiser where he's like i thought you didn't know where he was he's like i know a guy who will know where he was <laughs> like whatever talking to him and like clearly some non-extradition island <laughs> like country um can we talk out, about like- bruiser because bruiser is <laughs> bruiser is one of the things that works in this movie the fattest cufflinks you've ever seen shark tank yeah <laughs> So when he tracks Bruiser down on the beach, he isn't, listen, I just got back from a tropical paradise. I was not wearing a button-down shirt um, with cufflinks. I'm trying to remember, wasn't it also one of the, like, stereotypical bad guy movie, big-time banker, probably doing something illegal, trading on the side, block color with the white collar yes that's Didn't exactly one of those ones yes <laughs> and then the white cuffs those shirts to me i'm sorry if anyone like listening loves those in movies those always like signal to me like this guy's gonna do something shady with that guy's yeah. money <laughs> in the 80s there was this moment where mickey rooney or uh, mickey rourke was gonna be one of the greatest actors of all time and was gonna win oscars and like be this thing and then he decides to go like start amateur box he like starts boxing and he makes a bunch of weird choices and his his career like has kind of just turned out to what it was but whenever when he does show up and he puts some effort into something like this this is two or three scenes and he is scene stealing and he's with matt damon who we said like matt damon went on to have this great career and has got nominated for oscars and like dan devito is really good in this movie and you just cannot look away from from Mickey Rourke. Like he is as Bruiser. It's like it, he just puts his all into this character, and he's so slimy, and he's so like it's so obvious the second you see him. It's like oh yeah, he's committing white collar crimes, like very. And he's so unbothered by this FBI investigation too. Like he's having he's having the celebratory meeting with them, 
about you know they got their case or they got this settlement or whatever i'm gonna give you guys a bonus and he's He's so relaxed about this FBI investigation. Yeah. Presumably he's about to leave the country. And he's just like, yeah, fuck it. This is great. This is fine. Yeah. This would be a great place for you to work, Rudy. This would be a great place for you to work. And you'd see what real lawyers do. Now, it ain't exactly a salaried position. It isn't. I expect my associates to pay for themselves. To generate their own fees. Talk to me. How exactly does that work? Well, Rudy, you draw $1,000 a month, and you get to keep one-third of all the fees that you generate. Now, if you can't cover your draw at the end of each month, you owe me the balance. Do you understand? I also loved the, um, like, coolness with which Danny DeVito was immediately like, we got to get out, we're going to start our own shit. I love that. I love (laughs) that moment. Take the files home. And the fact that Matt Damon was like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) I like right, where it's go. like, how much money you got? I got $5,500. Me yeah, too. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was excellent. Yeah, it's it's so good. And it feels um, feels very Southern. Like, it it has that. And that's the, the, the credit to all the Grisham books. Like, a lot of them are set in Mississippi or Memphis or those those Southern towns where it's real hard to fake. And yeah. that one is, yeah. Who, I mean, it, this movie about, is Tennessee through and through, right? Yeah. How, how do we I feel about the accents? Be, I thought they were pretty good. Yeah, I thought at first, Damon's to me took some getting used to. It's it's not bad. Yeah. Um, John Voice is just like fucking so good. I, it, his was his felt very natural. Um, because it's you know I loved the like Austin. You know, he's he went to Austin P, which is in Clarksville, mm-hmm. Tennessee right Clarksville yeah um and then Memphis State Memphis State so so I I just had this thought so Rudy it's like let's just say this is getting filmed in 1996 was Penny playing that's that's what I'm saying Rudy was in law school for three years was Rudy in law school going to like watch Penny play when was that was that 94 he got drafted I think somewhere in there that sounds about right was this 1991 this was no. This came out in ninety seven. So presumably, this trial that actually happened happened in nineteen ninety six. Let's just say that. Okay. So it might be there. Might be some, he might have gone to Memphis State because of the you know the Penny Hardaway effect. Yeah. Let's He's see. Penny. Movie. This is a sports movie. Penny was drafted in nineteen ninety three. So let's uh-huh. let's presume his first first year of law school, maybe. Yeah. God. Love that fun <laughs> love that for him um yeah so this is this would also be a really fun movie to do the exercise of like bring different characters these people played into this movie uh in that like what's the best damon devito pairing if these guys like for devito it's frank from always sunny i was just gonna say <laughs> it's gotta be frank from always sunny um for damon i might go goodwill hunting like i'm thinking like the how about that just yeah just just an angry mass hole yeah just like a guy from southie as, as yeah. a lawyer as a lawyer With in memphis frank. and then uh i want to try this one on for you we bring voight's character we uh to national treasure as as benjamin gates's dad no i go anaconda every <laughs> step of the way 
like terrible somewhat south american indescript like nondescript like south american accent that goes in and out yeah like back to back years you explode he doesn't even say explode explode to tell you what anaconda's movie we're never doing i'm just telling you that i don't i don't want to do it what i don't like Uh, watching anaconda it's it's upsetting i getting eaten by an anaconda is like top three worst potential deaths for me i love that movie i just at some point you'll probably be able to talk me into it but he i should be able to talk you into just for the john voight factor because he chews up every single scene and it is just art he he goes from with his arms tied his hands tied behind his back around a pole to jumping and latching his legs around someone's head yeah it's amazing that's the thing in that movie there's not as much competition for him like he he realizes like i am john voight yes. i I, uh, I can own this scene in this movie yeah. everywhere he's going like he's great in every scene but everywhere there is like there's someone to to duel with in every yes. scene which is really yeah. really good um the strikeout for worst or most head scratching aspect of this movie this is difficult this is very um, difficult. I'm going back to this is just more like a this is how things were, but it still sucks. Those cops and the way that the whole situation with Claire Danes' character was handled mm-hmm. was so upsetting on so many levels. Awful. Like they everyone knew that this man literally took an aluminum bat to her, and that's why she was in the hospital. And everyone was just kind of like, well. Then he's allowed to show up at the hospital, throw juice all over her, and it's and no one in the cafeteria does anything. Yeah. It's it's bad. And then like he's on a baseball team with like this was just a very like mid 90s accountability issue <laughs> like where it was and this is why when people were like I don't, we don't need to get into the whole do, abuse stuff. But it's just it was a very sad and very like and then when she finally legitimate self-defense that man was trying to kill both of them Mm. he was ripping cabinets off the wall and had multiple weapons with him including the bat again that he had used on her multiple times which was not good enough to get him arrested in any way whatsoever nor did the cops seem to give a single shit about what was going on that they were very excited to put her in prison overnight and make sure there was a bond that needed to be posted for her arrest when clearly the situ- I was so glad that Admiral was like, thank God that wasn't like a trial. I thought there was going to have to be mm-hmm. some other like ongoing trial situation. Now we can have another conversation about the ethics of him getting involved with her on the side. That was, of all the things, because it was a little out of character for Rudy, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I guess like it, you need to, as again, when you're working with a book too, like you need to set up some sort of like, if you have a character that's all just goody two-shoes by the books, like all that stuff i think it's a little it comes in a little flat or one whatever you want to say like is this realistic um but when it shows rudy's rudy's gonna put it on the line a little bit if he needs to yeah. which like the end of the movie it's not it's not altogether too surprising that he just walks away after yeah. after all this because yeah i mean you know maybe maybe don't rep the the person that you just like help like help commit manslaughter with i, like, I don't know yeah Ca- it call in a favor yeah, or, calling a favor, buddy. You know, I'm always in, in a, this is where I'm sitting here in my naive slash privileged bubble where I'd be like, just call the police and have them come mm. to the situation. They'd see that the whole place was destroyed and that this man had a history of 
abusing her and there's no situation so but that's the again like that's not always how it goes so um but yeah and i think the <laughs> this only didn't work for me because i was like mad that the bad guys basically got away with it <laughs> but the yeah, end that that part is so frustrating i was like the shit you mean they're not paying them anything <laughs> like, <laughs> what <laughs> how does that make that make sense like so what was the point like this is i mean i know the like the company went out of business like yeah so with uh, that yeah damon and damon and devito say that they have but they both have a combined fifty five hundred dollars i understand they're they're operating on a shoestring budget they're doing all this stuff whatever they don't get paid for anything Mm-mm. like and, and it's not the black family was not paying them any money they don't get compensated for for anything like how how far in the hole are they because that trial goes on it seems like for two months at least like couple well, at least a couple weeks they rent the office wait, the printer a couple months or years or whatever he's now in the will of the lady that he did yard work for that's true miss miss birdie yeah yeah um and you know i mean he was getting not paid for yard work actually yeah uh yeah no it's uh was a <laughs> it's still it was um danny devito it was like we should have just taken the 175 <laughs> he's he is like, so eye on the ball all he wants to do like in the end like he doesn't have the um you know like Damon has that great conversation with with Dot at the end. She's like, little yeah. woman from you know Memphis, Tennessee, took them sons of bitches down. And Danny Vito's yeah. just like, fuck that. Like she I just, I just wanted you know, I just wanted the the fifteen grand I would get from the settlement. And yet he was so committed. Like he committed multiple crimes to get them. You know, and he was such a great paralegal in the sense that he knew he was like in the books right away, finding ways to get stolen stuff back in the trial. So he was fully committed. He was in. He just still really just wanted the money. Like he wasn't there. He was committed for the money, not for the outcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I have for three down is what the fuck is the weird sweater jacket that Wilfred Keeley is wearing to give his give his <laughs> <laughs> I took very few notes. I think that's the sign of a good movie. Like if you put this next yeah. to like the notes I took for like Con Air, uh, which is a great movie. Yeah. Um, my notes include things like Randy Travis LMAO with a lot of O's um, <laughs> this cross examination is fucking atrocious I don't even remember which one it was oh it was when he was cross examining um, the woman the, uh, the woman Jack- they found Jackie Jack- Magic. Yeah. Uh, but right underneath that it says incredible CEO jacket sweater thing it was just <laughs> such a a very um i'm super rich and have done a lot of illegal shit yeah com- like jacket sweater combo because it was just like a uh like look if chris evans now the sexiest man alive which yeah. i think i was known for a while yeah. uh put that on in like knives out too i think it works that's the thing. If it's Chris Evans and Knives Out too, it works. If it's uh, if it's like smarmy CEO of a fraudulent insurance company, it's not as good. This is also a fun one to do character from another movie because like the with this one, it's like hypothetically the police chief from Jaws just got tired of. I thought that was him. That was him. Yeah, just got just got tired of dealing with that fucking shark. 
and then and decided uh, to cash in on the insurance. <laughs> yeah, decided to to just commit fraud. He he learned from the mayor of Jaws, and uh, yeah. threw threw all his morals out. Close the beach. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Best scene. Ooh. I tried to be specific. Okay. I did not. I did not do a good job. I have. <laughs> I have a lot. I, I have. I have a lot here. Okay. Uh, the first one, Rudy, just Rudy meeting his two clients for the first time. Like the first time we see, uh, he goes over to Miss Birdie's house, tries to talk her out of giving money to a TV event, even evangelist, which is yep. the, that's doing the Lord's work. Don't give yes. people. Money. <laughs> yeah, that is. Yes. Yeah. Another thing that has aged very well is like, she's like, his jet is getting old. It's like, Oh, you, that could be Joel Austin right now. Um, yeah. and then it's, it sets up the blacks for like the blacks are sympathetic and they are the people who get screwed by these companies all the time. Not 25 years ago, right now. Um, the, the nosebleed and all mm-hmm. over the paperwork is so brilliantly done. Like yeah. this guy is just struggling and mm-hmm. these people are at the end of the rope and have no idea what else to do. And honestly, until you get our guy Rudy on board, like if a uh, bruiser is doing this, they're taking the 50 K and absolutely taking, you know, whatever settlement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're seen as a means to make a quick buck off of a huge corporation um, and an easy, like ambulance chasing type thing. And obviously that changes as Marty gets more or Marty as Rudy gets more involved. But I think it's just such a, um, and one of the characters that I absolutely ended up loving was the dad. Yes. Who has, does he have a, any lines? Maybe a couple in the courtroom when he's doing the closing arguments. Mm-hmm. He says, like, didn't he say like, why or something? Yeah. He's like showing him like, a picture look, and stuff. He's like, look at, look at what you're something like that. Um, but you see, you really get three scenes with him. Um, you got him sitting in the car in the front mm. driveway that's covered in cats. A lot like of cats. Lot 12 of cats. cats. I think the car's on cinder blocks. Like it is not like he's not getting ready to go to work. Like he's that's sitting in the drinking drunk. car. That's yeah. the drinking car. We all we uh, all have a drinking car on cinder blocks in our backyard. I mean, it looked like a cool spot. Cool More cats. Like, I don't hate it. I didn't hate it. Their whole like outside setup was pretty cool for being honest. Um mm. And uh, so you, they go out there to get him to sign the paperwork. So it's the first time you see him. He doesn't say anything. I don't think he says anything there. And then you see him at the funeral. And he gives Rudy the picture. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a a lovely moment. Um, not a lot of talking there either, if there's any. I don't remember. And then you see him in the really the closing arguments and in the emotion. Because throughout it the mother is the mouthpiece. Like mm-hmm. she's always talking through the trauma, the sadness. The... We maybe get a little bit of talking or like more from him than I'm missing a scene. Like when they go to do the deposition, I think he had a couple, like a good moment in that scene as well. Yeah, I think but... he leaves and he just leaves and goes to, to start drinking. He, he goes to the drinking he, car. He, yeah. <laughs> goes, it goes back to the drinking wagon. Um, but you get so much of it in the setup and, and the deep, emotional connection through the words that the mother is sharing throughout the movie mm-hmm. and it is touching it's incredible it's just it's so sad and like you know her reading the letter the guy's like stupid 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 like unbelievable oh that, that that motherfucker i wanted to 
Edward Lufkin. Lumpkin, whatever. Lufkin. Or Lumpkin, Lufkin. He was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Just what a jerk. And so, but you get that moment from the dad at the closing arguments that is just so raw and so absolutely heartbreaking where Mm -hmm. they're watching the video of Donnie basically giving the closing arguments that, you know, I needed, I was caught early enough. Like mm-hmm. I just needed the the, um, the transplant, ninety eight percent chance of surviving that, like all this stuff, and uh, um, he just gets up and shows the picture to the CEO, just holds it, like look at you, look at him, like you have to look at what you did, and it's mm-hmm. I think one of the most heart wrenching moments of the movie that has a lot of heart wrenching moments. I think it's a very like you know. This is not like a, it's not necessarily like a light watch. You're like, oh, let me, oh, feeling happy and light. Let me throw the rainmaker. Let me throw on. in the rainmaker. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, but, it's, it's funny yeah. that like that's the, that's the name of it and like what DeVito says about, you know, we got a rainmaker because it's going to, but yeah. this is, this is really a story about how greed killed somebody. Like people yeah. chose to, chose to let someone die because of greed. And it, yeah, it's incredibly heart wrenching. Yeah. Um, I already talked about how much I love when Rudy and Deck make their, their business plan over yes. uh over stakes played by by bruiser you know the let's bolt um the the dismissal hearing the where they um the judge the, the it's the first time we meet voight as leo drummond it's when we get the the judge hacking up a lung and it's where's the man yeah i he's he's rudy is just this easy mark and you kind of wonder you're like, does does Rudy know he's being played? Because we know, like, as soon as he's like, oh, I don't have a problem. Like, if Bruiser's in here, like, I'll swear you in. Because he's like, this guy's an easy mark. We'll get through it, both the judge yeah. and and Drummond. And it's like, you like you already said, when, when Rudy comes out and he's like, that was an ambush, you're just like, fuck yeah. Like, Rudy, yeah. Rudy knows what he's doing. But maybe I could lean on Leo to make you an offer of a settlement. They'll probably want to throw some money at you to keep from paying Leo a thousand bucks a minute. <laughs> Uh, he already offered me the cost of the defense. Oh, really? How much? Uh, 75000 Jeez. Well, look here, son. You'd be crazy not to take that. <laughs> you think so? 75000 Jeez, that's a, that's a bunch of money. It doesn't sound like Leo. Uh, he's, a, he's a great guy. Hmm. Ooh. So? That was not a meeting in chambers. That was an ambush. What happened? They tag team me. I know. I know. I know. We do like this is my favorite quote, but it fits right now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there now. So just skip me later. Um, but he comes out and he says, "Sworn in by a fool and vouched for by a scoundrel, a lawyer at last." And that was like, yes. Like he get, and that's where you're like, he gets it. He's not getting played by these clowns. And he sees right away. He's just like, you know, it is. He sees it as an easy mark, like bumbling, like brand new, not, you know, just past the bar. And he has this, like, you know, John Voight has this entire squadron of lawyers all with, you know, he, I think he says at one point, he's like, there's a hundred years of experience in here. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side of the table. Billing like a thousand dollars an hour. Yeah, and like unlimited resources and all this stuff. And here you've got fifty five hundred bucks to his name if he even has that anymore after paying Birdie rent. Mm-hmm. Um and zero experience. 
um and so yeah sworn in by a fool and vouched for by a scoundrel loved it so absolutely love that line the next one uh the just everything with the bugging device from them finding okay. it to the the randy travis cameo which is just <laughs> <laughs> well and then the their friend that they get to help with everything from like finding the bugs to being the fake juror on the phone to uh serving um claire danes's husband the divorce papers he's multitask multi you know really utility guy. associate yeah excellent utility work from him um he's someone you really need on the roster <laughs> yeah there's a moment when randy travis jumps and tries to choke out john voight there's a moment where like the lawyers are rushing and a guy slips and busts his ass and it seems very real yes and they're like leave it in it's rolling that does seem like a leave it in thing also just imagine like at some point in your life someone was like you're gonna say the sentence when randy travis jumps and tries to kill <laughs> john boyd <laughs> um, like, yeah, it's the real thing that we talk about so, so good it's such a it's such a fun cameo um <laughs> then you've got like your three main courtroom scenes uh the testimony of mrs black like it's it's the stupid, stupid, stupid thing. You get it early in the movie, and then it's even more effective when you like put a face to the name of Edward Lufkin, who looks like a piece of shit. And like that's when that's when the knives come out for Void too, where you're like, he really has like Damon asked him early, you know, when did you sell out? And like this is like you are a fucking scumbag. You're doing bad yeah. things for money. Yeah. Um Jackie Lemanchik, like Jackie Lemanchik, Virginia Madsen is awesome throwing heaters in this awesome this is my partner rudy s baylor just tell him what you told me it's a pleasure to meet you is it all right if i sit down sure sure all right miss lamagic let's talk about the black file it was assigned to you yes that's correct the initial claim from Mrs. Black was assigned to me. Pursuant to company policy at the time, I sent her a letter of denial. Why? Why? Because all claims were initially denied. All claims? All claims. It was Throwing just heaters, so smoking heaters. A lot of it was, Virginia Madison. Yeah, a lot of smoking in this movie. A lot of smoking. A lot of Big smoking. Big smoking movie. Um... It just that the, the, oh, I love a courtroom scene. Yeah, I mean, just when she she walks through the great benefits process because we're really like trying to figure out like yes, morally they should have done this, but is there anything is he, in the yeah. court of law that's going to hold up? Like, yeah, how is he going to win this case? And like, Devito tracks are down, and we've got like, and it's interesting. So I I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was just you and I talking. I read she said recently, and the move that uh, that. Voight takes to cross-examine Jackie Lemanchik and like saying, Oh, you signed a confidentiality agreement and you're just taking the money and you're that's the exact move that unnamed producer that we're not gonna talk about anymore. That was essentially what kept so many people quiet about him for so many years, is these confidentiality agreements and these payouts yeah. that people felt forced to take. And so like that very, very relevant again 25 years later. But she is so good in both those scenes both the um we see her a little bit in the hotel and then in, in the courtroom like she is it, i when she says like when the john voight is like you know oh you're just doing this to get back at great benefits she's like i hate great benefits yeah <laughs> i hate all of them 
I yeah. hate all of them. Yeah. And, it's, and then um, Rudy's it's, closing argument too. Oh, yes. so well, again, I'll go back on Jackie. You're, you're, yeah. I was just gonna say like, it's again, the, you know, just immediately try to discredit her in every possible way with like a majority of them being just like overly sexist. Like mm-hmm. well, you were having an affair with him. You just didn't like him after that. Cause like, you know, you just you threatened to tell his wife and like you kept all these things for blackmail and like you're just doing this because you don't like the company she's like that's when she was like yeah i hate this place it's the Mm -hmm. worst like you know um and so i just thought it was such a like i mean i thought it made him look way worse and i was still like on her side like it was very clear that they were like you have right now to decide if you're going to take this money and leave or if you're going to stick around like whatever um and not get any benefits and all that stuff and still like get fired um she was just fantastic i loved it so good so good and then the the closing argument the the video from from donnie ray because it's interesting because like they um we we don't really watch the deposition we don't really see much from donnie ray we never like we don't hear about the he would have gotten the if if he would have gotten the bone marrow transplant like he more than likely would have survived we don't really hear that that nail in the coffin until the end and then the rudy ends it with if you don't punish great benefit you could be their next victim like no no it's good work good work yeah meanwhile meanwhile he's going against the closed argument that was okay yeah we killed the guy but what would paying out (laughs) what what would paying out this guy's family do? what a big deal what uh what's the best scene in this movie so tough i think jackie i think it's also jackie i, th- I think the jackie lamantic testimony it's the most it's where the highest stakes are yeah um it's it's really good like virginia i Madison also love i love seeing a smarmy creep squirm yeah. like when they're like where'd they find her like well and like and they get mad with like the papers or like and that also happened like i also think the um we didn't mention the ceo one with the sweater Mm -hmm. jacket thing but his like making him sit there and hold the book and say like you know the first thing we do is deny it and then like you know how many did how many claims were there oh i don't know like that moment where he holds up the how many claims how many were denied and you're just like oh fuck like it is a scam They, they are bernie madoff of health insurance so seeing all of the like super rich lawyers, especially John Voight, like squirm in the like moment when like they found Jackie, because it's like one of those, they think that that NDA is going to be the difference. And I guess I would assume that as soon as you're under oath, like that trumps an NDA, correct? I would think so. I, I think like that's what I assume. like, cause I mean, no one, I mean, I think you would have objected in the courtroom or that, that, that can't be something that's like legal. The, yeah. Like. It's binding in a courtroom. I think yeah. like, I would assume that if you talk to the press, you're, you're legally liable or like there is yeah. grounds there. But I think if, if, yeah, if you're under, under oath, yeah. I, I would or like so. attorney, attorney client privilege would probably fall into that too. Yeah. You already gave your best quote, which is also, that's the best quote in the movie. So it's, so good um but the this one that i guess we, we've talked about like the leo dicaprio moment like the pointing at the tv screen it's a movie this the this one from devito uh when he's talking about when um when danny glover's character becomes the judge tyrone kipler black harvard civil rights lawyer hates tinley Britt, and he's tough on insurance companies you know what a rainmaker is kid the bucks are going to be falling from the sky yeah it is that's also good and i also like that it tied into 
um, early in the monologue about why he wanted to be a lawyer, he talks about mm-hmm. the black civil rights lawyers from mm-hmm. the like from the fifties and sixties that like made people like lawyers. So I thought yeah. that was a really um, good, like a great tie-in from earlier too. That that was a Danny Glover was outstanding. Outstanding. Okay, let's let's do Lenny Harris. For me, it, oh god, I just started thinking about it, and now who's in it too much? Damon, Devito. Damon. Okay, that helps things if Devito's De- in it. Too De- much. I think Devito's in it too much. Okay, is um, Void in it too much? Void is in it too much. Um, and that might be uh, Claire Danes might be in it too much too. She doesn't. Maybe yeah. I don't think she, she's not in the running for me though. She was great, but yeah. like, I think it. So that gives us uh, Mickey Rourke is Bruiser, yeah. Danny, uh, Danny Glover. Glover. Mary Kay Place is Dot Black. She's wonderful. Yes, she is very good. Um, Virginia Matson is Jackie Lemanchik. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going Danny Glover with a very close second Virginia Matson. Yeah. Is it, listen, I don't know. My, but my heart wants to just give it to Mickey Rourke. Because he wasn't in it enough. For, like, he was great, but like, yeah. it was so ridiculous to me that I was like, oh, that's great, but not like an A. Um, I just really, I really like Danny Glover, apparently. Yeah. Because I, I, I mean, I love, I love yeah. Danny Glover. Uh, when Virginia Matson is in the hotel room and she's talking to them and they pan down to the shaking hands with the, the lit cigarette, like, very at like very in need of being ash like she i i think she's she gets two scenes and she's perfect in both yeah she was excellent she was excellent what is the most athletic moment in this movie brandy travis i mean <laughs> the hurdle <laughs> <laughs> um i or or matt or the psychopath guy for, like pulling the shelving off the wall that's a uh the cupboard's a down feet of strength uh <laughs> damon's lefty swing to like not to splatter his blood all over the wall was, um, uh, I, I will say devito has a great option pitch of the senior claims manual as damon's walking by <laughs> and devito flips it to him dig damon catch in hand like that's timing that's he also um had a full when he jumped over the counter at the hospital thing, whatever, and when the guy walked away looking for Jackie Lemanchik, <laughs> his feet are up. <laughs> He's so far over that counter that his like feet are popped up in the back. That was where I was like, "Good for you. You're all you're all in on this." <laughs> I think you're right that it's Randy Travis. I I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's yeah, hurdling the, hurdling because he hurdles a row too. He's in the back. Row. Yeah. He's in the back. He just like full on. He's like, you're not gonna take my name like that. Like just in. <laughs> He's in and over. It's incredible. So good. Um, okay. Peter Gallagher award for the hottest person in this movie. L- a lot of contenders in this one. I mean, Damon. I'm not, I'm not Damon. Yeah. Virginia Matson and Claire Danes both look great. Yes. The problem with Claire Danes is like, she's beat up the whole movie. And like, you feel bad. Virginia Matson is. <laughs> You having your own Peter Gallagher moment over here? Yeah, goodness. <laughs> like, there's a uh, there's a, a baseball movie from 1987 called Long Gone, which almost no one has seen. It was like Bull Durham right before Bull Durham, and uh, she's in that in '87. And no notes. 
Um, but it, it's, no, no. it's probably, it's probably Damon. Like this is probably like, what is the best looking Matt Damon has ever been? Ooh, great question. Cause he's, dra- um, he dra- ends up dressing great in the talents of Mr. Ripley, but he's also like a serial killer. Yeah. I honestly kind of lean the firstborn. That's probably it. I love a chunky sweater, love a good action <laughs> flick. And he, he has like, just, it's like the perfect, um, I well also that French apartment I know that's Mm. not like him but that feels like an all-encompassing vibe that he's got going on it does um that's probably the most handsome yeah I'll tell you what on the Rotten Tomatoes page the picture they have for Miss Birdie who is apparently acting like in the 30s and 40s she looked great yeah Yeah. very very pretty uh shout out Miss Birdie um it's like all his old Betty White photos, certified stunner. Betty White, oh, yeah, queen. Um, queen. <laughs> completely off the rails now, but um, yeah, I think that's um, yeah. I think I'm gonna stick with that. Yeah, that's fair. Best time, worst time. Who had the best <laughs> time throughout this movie? Who had the worst time throughout this movie? Um, my honor honorable mention for worst time is the guy that they go into the hospital to see to like give the card to and he steps on his thing that raises the leg up i was like immediately in that moment i was like this man had the worst time (laughs) yeah but did you did you catch the when bruiser is giving them that bonus he mentions that it is because he got the settlement from that guy who they found from that case no i didn't catch that so that guy gets that guy gets broken off a little bit yeah okay good because i was like that guy just had a real shitty day and he's just trying to like figure out where his wife went and here comes like bumbling matt damon stepping on like the levers that are controlling this like contraption the i think scream the actual... is actually like a jump scare for me yes. i always forget about it yeah um eileen worst time with claire danes claire danes has a terrible time like she, she ends up absolutely horrible time in this movie between just the abuse and then she actually does have to like kill a man which i don't think she wanted to do even Mm -hmm. and in a way that's like you know you're also terrified and there's more abuse happening and like your new kind of boyfriend lawyer is there and it's just bad um there's like some obvious terrible times like the black parents yeah that's just a bad time yeah. How do we feel about the CEO of Great Benefit? Because <laughs> it seems like he gets it seems like he gets picked up at the end for hopefully some white collar crimes. Yeah, that was kind of a nice surprise where yeah. they're like, "Where are you staying when you get over there?" And he's like, "Oh, yeah, you know, like." <laughs> yeah. So that's us having a good time knowing. That. Yeah. Does Him anyone have a good time? I feel like Leo Drummond has a good time because in his soul he doesn't care about what he's like what he's arguing in favor of like he makes a bunch of money like i i think i think he enjoys this does matt damon have a good time uh you he oh, wins you know what you know who has a great time for people devito devito has a blast but he doesn't get paid because i was gonna say that's yes true. but he doesn't get paid that's so true. therefore like if they got paid like he's having the best time yeah 100%. that's true that's true um which is why i lean rudy because he actually helped people even if they didn't get the money. Um, he cares about the win. He cares about the win. And mm-hmm. he was able to like, he got, you know, passed the bar, found a place to live. 
yeah. got put yeah. in someone's will. Yeah. That's, I mean, girlfriend. that's try, try, yeah, new girlfriend uh, decides he wants to be a teacher, which, like, yeah, he's, sure. he's having a miserable time right now, but yeah, um, uh, okay, roster moves. I'm not, this movie was perfectly cast. There's no, no. not touching it. The big chill. So, for me, there's two. There is, they, they get the CEO with like the gotcha moment in that section U. I like that. And then when they award $50 million in punitive damages. Um, yes, I think the 50 million is great. Shout out to the lead juror, the head juror or whatever <laughs> that really milked that moment. My guy oh, yeah. was living for that moment. Yeah, um, he was, he had been, he had thought for a while. Okay. How am I going to announce this? Cause he, they, I would imagine a lot of these jurors were like, yeah, fuck these people. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, yeah, and so he had been thinking for a while, okay, how am I going to announce that I am I am bringing the hammer down with this $50 million, which I looked up as, uh, as $86 million in 2022. Ooh, goodness. Um, and is more than they asked, right? $10 million was what they yes. asked. Um, so, yeah, I think that was that was probably a great one. I think for me, too, maybe it's, I don't know if it counts as a big chill because, like, it's more like the twist, whatever, but the whole, like, yeah, we should have paid it out, but we don't pay anybody out. Like that mm. moment where like Virginia Madsen, when Jackie was like, when they found her and they're like, this is what, actually it is a big chill moment for me when they announce her as the next witness and she walks in, that mm. still, I think just slaps. Because yeah. again, the squirming of the um, guys that are like, where'd you come from? How'd they find her? What'd you feel like, you know? When they said, how did you find her? And he goes, I wasn't aware she was lost. Like, loved that. Because so it was such a flex. Like, yeah, loved it. So good. Last category, before more restore. Prequel, sequel, or remake. This remake. one has a lot of interesting options. I say remake because it's an excellent book that I think you could, again, this is not something that's gone out of, <laughs> out of style, out of, <laughs> you know common situations like um who would you who would we who would be the oh, i know who i would cast <laughs> you know who i would cast as rooney too I, I, I is he too old though no i would cast i would cast tom holland oh <laughs> i know you thought i was gonna say glenn Powell, and that's uh-huh. fair that's totally fair um but no i i was like oh this is like he's the earnestness zendaya yeah. is is claire danes's character is kelly um, i almost i almost don't want her to be kelly because i've seen euphoria and i need my girl zendaya to have like a happy role you need a happy role yeah you know what <laughs> i would like is, is something of a sequel i would i would watch a tv show i would watch a tv show of this of like a like this this movie but a uh tv show a uh, bruiser the, the times of bruiser <laughs> you just love but still use mickey rourke it's just oh, like mickey so, rourke. yeah, yeah i would want to like, what is bruiser up to this having movie has, in the caribbean this movie has so many questions about like what are these people up to you know 25 years later yeah no that's uh that's true i think they could do a sequel or Part of me wants to just say like be, i'm only answering this because you asked me a pointed question about which of the three i would choose 
Um, I lean leave it alone because this movie's great. <laughs> this movie is this movie is great. and a sequel doesn't necessarily make a ton of sense outside of like, oh, I'd like to see more of these characters, but with the way that like it's a book and it was well adapted, like, you know. Yeah. I feel like I can't remember if it's uh I don't I don't think it's Leo Drummond, but uh Grisham has a character, like an old southern lawyer that is one of his mainstays that's in multiple things. Um, I'd have to, when I do my rewatch of all of these movies, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. What is, yeah. So in, um, it's, I think it's, it's, uh, Lucian Wilbanks. Cause I'm looking, Donald Sutherland plays him in a time to kill. And I'm pretty sure he is in, maybe it's the last juror, juror. Cause I think they take place in the same, I don't know, but the, 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 uh, Grisham extended universe is, is a lot of fun. I do love me some, donald sutherland yeah oh they're also too um i'm very excited to stay up way past what i should tonight with puppies and dogs that need insulin in the morning uh to watch the season finale of andor <laughs> so that so we we need to start andor and i keep oh, i keep so harping that yeah we need to we need Ellen skarsgård is flawless in it speaking of like King. older gentlemen that should be in everything yeah older <laughs> like, older kings yeah. Um, who again, another movie we should do, Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> Deep Blue Sea. Uh, if we're talking I mean if we're talking Stellan Scars are we're talking Damon, like Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. I mean again, <laughs> that all ties in. I mean, of course. Yeah. Goodwill hunting math is a sport. Math is yeah. arguably the math most challenging is... sport. Yes. Yeah. Math the mathletes for mean girls. Mean girls is a sports movie. Um and it has lacrosse in it too. Yeah, we're just making all the connections. Um, I am so glad that you watched this movie. I was so excited. I was telling Jacqueline during rewatch. I was like, I am so excited for Caroline to, to watch this. I loved it. I really did. And it was such a departure from a lot of the stuff I've watched recently. Just because I did. Hold your applause. Uh, I finished my entire rewatch of MCU before I'm going to see Wakanda Forever tomorrow night. Um, so opening night for Wakanda Forever. So again, look for the review on for the win or Cannot for the win. wait i i will i will expect a personal text review i would like to. oh you will probably all caps and i have already decided i will probably not be wearing mascara <laughs> not the move i am going to cry profusely in a room full of strangers cannot wait um but i've been watching so i i did all i did all 98 hours of whatever it is like over the last month Legit, I think it was legit like last month. Because you did uh, all the series too, right? Did all the shows. I didn't do What If. That's the only one that I haven't. But I, I included even, I did another, my first rewatch of She-Hulk. Um, so I finished Thor Love and Thunder today. Um, and so I've watched a lot of that. And then I've also thrown in any of the movies that we've done, but it's been like Mighty Ducks. And, like, and Mighty Ducks 2 and Mighty Ducks 3. <laughs> I've watched, you know, National Treasure 1 and 2. Like, um and so, oh, Scream, Scream. 1 through 4. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you watch 4 too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah. 100%. Um, Hayden Panettiere is in that. And I always forget. Yeah. Yeah. The, okay, okay. Speaking of movies we've done, I guess I want to wrap with this. What just, what would Bombay, if Bombay was, was the lawyer in this movie? Um, 
Oh God, he would have settled the first thing that was thrown out. Oh, for sure, he would have. He would have lowballed the settlement too. And he, yeah, would have been like, like, he would have been shitty about it. He'd be like, they don't seventy five thousand. What? A, look at the house. They don't need more than seventy five thousand. <laughs> he is. He is taking the the buy the buyout, whatever. Taking the the offer. And then he is going for like drinks and cigars, probably then to a strip club with the um, with the judge and John Voight. Like, oh 100%. yeah, they're giving each other they're giving each other winks. Like, yeah. if if Bombay was trying to seriously read this, you know, he he just needed a, a bone marrow transplant, and then he's giving like the heartiest wink to the yeah. judge. Yeah, Bombay Bombay is not only going to the bars with him after he's driving them. <laughs> 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 while Voight like mixes him a drink in the front seat like it's yeah, yeah. memphis they don't have laws here it's not as dangerous as minnesota where there's <laughs> ice on the road while he's swigging his beer but yeah i really enjoyed it it was uh i'm definitely gonna dabble i need to i need to get back to it's funny because when i went on my trip when i went overseas i um i think i read like eight nine books in 18 days or something <laughs> like i was just cruising that is partly I, was doing, I was doing audiobooks too and i was on the train a bunch and like mm, especially when okay. i was like traveling solo like i would take i would um when i walked around rome i just listened to an audiobook and like would take in the sights and hear a story at the same time um but when i get home i don't do as well with like because i'll just go on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> instead of like reading in bed and i'm not going to like a cafe where i can like pull out the ipad and like read at lunch whatever i mean i can but it just feels different here it's is not bad. the same yeah you know like, I mean? it's not we, the same. like on our trip just now like did a lot of beach reading uh yeah. flex of uh friend of the show jeff perlman's new book uh the mm-hmm. bo jackson book which is yeah incredible just, i mean the last one i i just finished i did finish devotion last of week right saw the um i finished the book on wednesday and saw the movie thursday so a lot of again a lot of crying a lot of crying um but highly recommend the book for anyone who's looking for um getting the story before you go see the movie or anything else adam makos excellent devotion is what's called um but yeah so it's uh i might i might dabble in some some grisham I dabble just... in some grisham well, and then we'll next get... next home game will go next home game will go to and be like yo john we just did your just did your movie on the podcast john we've been talking about you we're we'll do uh <laughs> yeah. we'll do grisham month uh folks this movie is on hbo max by the way if you want to yeah, start it out yeah yeah, yeah. and all now all the like things that are recommended and stuff were all like primal the, fear the firm, like... the, the firm is on yeah. uh is on hbo max too oh, so you can news. That's I, I'm in. I will. I'll text you tomorrow. But after, let me know about watching the firm. Uh, Caroline, <laughs> where can the folks follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Where if you still verified as of now, but do <laughs> yeah. not fret. I will not pay. I will not be paying a dime. Will not be paying. Um, yeah, zero dollars will be coming out of my account. Um, but you can find me at CW Darney. I'm going to finish up my um, rewatch thoughts here shortly. Actually, I need to do that. I, I slacked a little bit on the actual tweeting of the rewatch but it was all done um and yeah and you can check out for the win over at usa today or bet for the win or both uh, which i recommend and come check out the good content
And if you enjoyed this episode of Big Screen Sports, remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, rate and leave a review if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you want to support the show and if you want to vote on movies for the show to be covered, like this movie, like The Rainmaker, we've got a great poll up for December. You can go to patreon.com slash sports. New episodes of this show every Monday. If you're a baseball fan, check out my interview series from Phenom to the Farm. That's presented by Baseball America. New episode tomorrow with former Reds left-hander Danny Ray Herrera. Really interesting episode. And as for Big Screen Sports, me and Caroline and a special guest, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.